0: friends. Ian here, one of the pastors of St. Moses Church in the heart of Baltimore City. Today is Saturday, May 9th, and tomorrow is Mother's Day. And I wanted this podcast reflection to be in solidarity with Wanda Cooper Jones, the mother of Ahmaud Arbery. Let me read for us a few verses from Psalm 99 in the NLT version. The Lord is King. Let the nations tremble. He sits on his throne between the cherubim. Let the whole earth quake. The Lord sits in majesty in Jerusalem, exalted above all the nations. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Your name is holy, mighty king, lover of justice. You have established fairness. You have acted with justice and righteousness throughout Israel. Exalt the Lord our God. Bow low before his feet, for he is holy. Friends, those of us who call ourselves followers of Jesus and servants of the living God, he is, as identified in this psalm, the chief lover of justice. He is the one who establishes fairness. I learned recently listening to an audio course by the historian Sarah Williams that after the Roman Empire collapsed and there were little monastic outposts throughout Europe, that one of two the, the evangelism of those monastic outposts had two very practical prongs. One was to help people reimagine time to elongate their sense of history and their expectation for the future so that they could imagine more than the present. And the second thing was to introduce just fair weights and measurements so that trade in the marketplace could be fair. And I thought that is fascinating. And they did that Because the natural outworkings of evangelism, that is, the natural display of the kingdom of God, is just as much justice as it is worship in church. I want to share with you A little poem written this last week by Pastor Drew Jackson. He's pastor of Hope East Village in New York City. Some of you at St. Mo's will have known Mira and Malini Valiath when they were students at Johns Hopkins University and were part of St. Moses Church. And they now are part of Hope East Village. Drew gave me permission to share this poem entitled, When We Run. Jesse ran. They refused to invite him into their house. Carl ran. They refused to endorse him with their brands. Shirley ran. They refused to take her seriously in their election. Barack ran. They refused to acknowledge his birth in their country. Ahmad ran. They refused to let him exercise in their streets. They must not like it when we run. They always said we were the fast ones. I guess they have to slow us somehow. Bullets, lies, and lockdown. But we won't stop running. We won't stop running. For our remaining few minutes, I just want to lead us through a pathway of lament, grief, repentance, and intercession. And I would just invite you under each one of these steps along the way to pause the podcast and add your own words as I'm really just giving category headers. And let your heart cry out to the Father as the Spirit leads you. Let's begin with lament. Lament is the way that we express both our faith in God and the truth that the world is not all as it should be. So I begin with the words of Psalm 73. Why do the wicked prosper? Father, how is it, how is it that a young African-American man can be gunned down by two white men when he is unarmed and simply jogging in the streets of a town in this country? That is not as it should be, Father. That is not your desire. That is not right. How long, O oh Lord? And after you've had time to express your own lament, we can move on to grieving. Jesus has taught us in his own grief with Mary and Martha at the tomb of his friend Lazarus to grieve with those who grieve. And so in solidarity, not only with Wanda Cooper Jones, but with African Americans, with Asian Americans, with minorities across this country who are treated unjustly, and who live under oppressive systems that are perpetuated in this country. With them, whether you are part of a minority or part of the majority culture, as I am, if you're a follower of Jesus, we are called to grieve. Father, my heart is broken, for my brother... And sisters across this country, for the fear, the fear, the realistic fear of something terrible and devastating and tragic like this happening. When they run, or when their husbands run, or their sons or their brothers run. Father, my heart is broken for the family and friends of Ahmad Arbery. And after you have grieved, we move to repentance. And this is not something we do glibly, uh, but really take time to ask the Spirit of God to search your heart. Say, "Are, are there ways in which my patterns of thought, my patterns of behavior, my fears... My positions perpetuate systems of injustice and contribute to evil like the shooting of Ahmaud Arbery. And then we confess those to the Lord and ask him to turn us around. We confess not out of fear and not out of overweening guilt, but we confess because he has shown us what is good. He has shown us a better way and he is a loving father and the only one who is able to invest us with his empowering spirit who is able to change us from within. So without fear of condemnation we come to him with our repentance. Father would you forgive me for my fear that someone else's gain means my loss. And once you've had time to repent, we intercede. An intercession is an expression of faith and of dependence. We see God as the only one who is finally able to bring justice and we throw ourselves upon him in dependence not failing to do anything material ourselves, not failing to act but trusting that he is the only one at the end of the day who can finally and fully bring the peace the restoration the reconciliation the justice For which we long. Father, I cry out to you. Would you pour out your spirit on this nation? Would you pour out your spirit on the family of Ahmaud Arbery? Father, would you bring comfort and healing? Would you be at work in your church? Would you be at work in St. Moe's, Father, moving us closer and closer to seeing each other as we are equally beloved sons and daughters of the King and to treating each other with care and justice and deference and love? Father, would you help your church to no longer be part of the problem but instead to lead creative and self-sacrificing solutions in our nation of revamping systems that have for so long have worked in favor of the majority culture of those in positions of privilege and power and have simply been oppressive and unjust for the vulnerable, for the minority. Father, we beg you, would you intervene? In Jesus' name, amen.